Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski and we have with us four guests who will introduce themselves in order of sexiness from most to least. Hi, I'm Doug Gobeski. I'm Paul Wilcox. And hello everyone, uh, Tony Huff uh, back and glad to be here. Uh, Wes, Doug's friend, good to be here. Wes sounds more attractive than Paul. <laughs> Charlie, we need you to do this rearrange them in editing. <laughs> so I get the final decision. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, really. Cool. He just has them talking over each other. <laughs> Which is what I thought you guys were going to do. I, I was oh. too, too slow. <laughs> I was waiting for for Tony to give me the nod, like, "Yes, you're uh, you're sexy. You're you're more sexy than, than me." I did. I gave you the you nod. gave me the yeah. He gave. You can't see it, but uh, yeah. he gave me the nod and motioned with his hand, like, "Like, please go ahead. Yeah. Please uh, take the claim." <laughs> and I heard Wes, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is all. Let's start over. It's all wrong. It's all gone wrong." We are here to talk about the May 2012 Marvel film, Marvel's The Avengers. This is the 36th installment in our Merry Marvel Movie March, which means that we have officially passed the halfway point. Yeah. Yeah. The halfway point as of now? As of now. And and so it's possible we'll pass the halfway point again. Depending. Um, if we continue our pace, that shouldn't happen. Okay. <laughs> if we take like four months off, then yeah, I guess we're backsliding. But what even is the next movie? Uh, Black Widow, I believe. Oh. Which is scheduled for May 2020. Hmm, okay. Wait, don't we have New Mutants before that? Uh, I mean, if you want to continue to believe that New Mutants is going to get a release, then yeah, sure. But... You you can call me Fox Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, allegedly New Mutants is coming out in April, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see about that. Have they even done the reshoots yet that they said they hadn't gotten to? I'm not sure that they have. Are they even going to bother at this point or they're just going to dump it? Uh, yep, there's no update. That There's nothing saying that reshoots have happened yet. Mm. Anyway, we're not talking <laughs> about the... The New Mutants, we're talking about The Avengers, which is a big team-up movie, and all the Dennis's come together. Ooh. They call themselves The Avengers because the Dennisers was difficult to say. Everyone was always arguing about who is Denniser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Dennisist. The Dennist? There's no way you're the Dennisist. I'm way more Denniser than you. None more Maybe they want to just refer to themselves as Dennisons. <laughs> Wes is like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> Do I have a webcam? <laughs> How did you know? He's just sitting there on his phone. I'm trying to. I'm just looking at the soundtrack, honestly. Mm, yeah, that Soundgarden. No Soundgarden. I mean, actually, I really wanted to read this off. The artist list on the album is Soundgarden, Shine Down, Rise Against, Papa Roach, Scott Weiland, Wow, Bush, Evacene, Buck Cherry, and Five Finger Death Punch. Oh man, they just played this for Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, just like 2006. Pretty much. 
The Avengers is the story of six Dennis's. Dennis I. Ron Man. Dennis Captain America. Dennis Th or Dennis Hawk I. Dennis Hulk and Denise Widow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Denise. <laughs> Denise Widow. She, she took on the name. and uh they're teaming up to fight dennis low key who has decided he no longer wants to be a dennis and so so he's trying to quit the dennisers so that which sorry the avengers i think they go back and forth and so they basically punch him a lot until he agrees to not quit <laughs> you will be a Dennis. <laughs> kind of true, huh? Dennis is forever. <laughs> None more Dennis. <laughs> this is the team up movie where Loki is the villain. All right, got it. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. We've done the synopsis for all the other movies, so we know these characters. I like the idea that yeah, you just punch them enough until they're okay. Mm-hmm. So true. Fine, yep. I'll be a Dennis. Yep. Yep. Enough. Uh... Enough. Enough blows to the head. And- well, if no one stops them, then soon we'll all be Dennis's. <laughs> this movie had a lot of head trauma. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. There was no concussion protocol. They were just getting right back yeah, into it. It's just like once you're up, <laughs> you're, you're, you're back, back in, in the, the game. game. Yeah. You respawned. <laughs> I, I think it really became apparent when Hulk just nailed that giant monster right in the head. Just killed it. I was like, oh, oh, geez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the standard question, had you seen it before? Start with Wes. I, um, I'm i not sure, if I'm being honest. I thought I didn't, but then some things might have been familiar, but it might also have been um, just an amalgamation of the other, the other ones. So put me down as a soft maybe. <laughs> I think that's our first maybe. Wow. <laughs> Favorite kind of maybe. <laughs> Soft. Soft. Is, is there you gotta go all the way with it? Is there a reason you missed it? You just weren't that interested in it, or I'm you're... I'm not like a hundred percent sure. I was just you know just in high school, you know, just living life, and uh, yeah, I, I I really cannot a hundred percent recall. Okay, Doug. So, yeah, I, this is my second viewing. My first one was, well, it was actually in theaters, although I think it was months after it had come out because it had just the most ridiculously long theater run. As we discussed on the Thor podcast, I hadn't actually seen Thor, which was what had kept me from going to see it. But various people were like, no, you need to go see this movie. I'm like, well, I haven't seen the other. No, it, it, you need to go see this movie in the theaters. Uh I had seen it. I saw it in theaters, and I've seen it a few times since then on Blu-ray. Uh, Paul? I had seen it before once, uh, probably about three or four years ago on video. Betamax. Not, sure, not sure which type. It was on video. It was on a screen. It was on a video screen. CDI? It could have been. A Malaysian Actually, video on, CD? I think it was on a uh, like an eight-cartridge Game Boy Advance set. <laughs> So someone had, you know, set up a Game Boy camera in front of a, t- a TV <laughs> screen that was playing it. That way it could, it could have fan commentary as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, I think it exists. What? Uh, a, a, a VCD copy of the Avengers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? That's amazing. 
I mean, it's currently out of stock at ETICD, but <laughs> I'm looking at photos. I mean, it looks it looks real. Wait, VCD? Yeah, a video CD. Oh. Do you not remember these from like 1997 or whatever? Like they were movies on CD and they were like super low quality. Oh, no, I, these these kind of must have passed me by. Guess you didn't go to enough computer trade shows where they were always selling them. <laughs> yeah. It's too busy browsing any disc players at Best Buy, dreaming. <laughs> uh, Tony? Um, I thought that I had seen this movie, but I didn't. Like, I was, like, watching I'm like, oh, this is all brand new content. Wait, really? Yeah, I had oh, not seen it. I, didn't know I had seen the the end, like, with um, Thanos. <laughs> I had seen that before, <laughs> but that was it. Thanos? Thanos, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I thought I'd, I I would have bet money. Would you have won the bet? No, I I I would have lost. I would have lost. I would have bet you that I had seen it. You so would you would have been you would have been handing that person ten dollars just like Captain America did. Exactly. Yeah, that's funny. That happened in the movie for people who uh, haven't paid. <laughs> <laughs> people are listening to this spoiler podcast without having watched the movie. Yeah, they they had a bet where it was like. Yeah, you know, I've seen everything. I don't need to see any more. And then, you know, I bet you ten bucks that I've seen everything. I've seen all movies. I no longer wish to see any more. I just want to listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but podcasts specifically about movies. <laughs> they said that in like 2011. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, great. Been holding strong ever since. New content for 2012 movies. <laughs> and all the other VCDs are... Uh, wow, this are, is kind of pornographic. Well, we just <laughs> scrolled into those. Up until now, they were all just karaoke VCDs. Any good which ones? Which makes sense as a format, I guess. Now they're getting kind of saucy. And now we're... Thanks for sharing this uh, Itai CD. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Sal Fried Fring. <laughs> Oh, wow. Speaking of that, my roommate is big, big Avengers guy. So we got him the porn parody for his birthday, I think, last year. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if anyone wants a hard copy of that guy. (laughs) 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 Was it you? Did you guys watch it? Somebody's got uh, there was the like answer. there was like a clean version and uh, <laughs> I don't remember what the the guy's name is. it was something steel the the black guy who played uh, the fury character oh and uh, he made like one grunt and my <laughs> my roommate got so uncomfortable he turned it off and ran away <laughs> <laughs> we're like no we got this for you enjoy it <laughs> enjoy it with us. <laughs> I, do yeah. think, I do believe it's Rodney Steele. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> they call him Rod the the, the Steel <laughs> Rod. Rod. <laughs> All right, Charlie, go ahead. <laughs> so yes, I had seen this before. I Liar. Re- rented it on no on Netflix. I rented the disc came to my house and I watched it, and I remember thinking. It was easy for me to keep up with what was happening despite not seeing... I guess the only one I had seen at that point was Iron Man, the only MCU movie. So I was pretty impressed back then. Who's to say now? Well, 
now you realize you that are. there's a lot of shield in this movie. So. I know. Yeah, like right off the bat. <laughs> way too much they didn't warn you in the title, so. It's like, uh, Agent Coulson, turning this off. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, did you did you cheer? <laughs> Get some! <laughs> How dare you ruin my Iron Man 2 viewing experience? This is what you deserve! I mean, he could have died in Iron Man 2. It would have been fine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just someone saying. else someone else would have had to die. Though. Right. Yeah. I think I'm I'm more for more characters dying in the Avengers and not just like just innocent bystanders dying. But it's only <laughs> it's only people in that sweet spot of Agent Coulson. <laughs> <laughs> like it can't be someone like more important, but less important and it seems too trivial. How I Met Your Mother Lady could have died. Oh, that would have been terrible. Oh, all right. Well, Ooh, I'm just no. giving you options. Charlie, get us back on. What are we talking about? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? So, yeah, I didn't mind Shield of this. <laughs> <laughs> because it was important. <laughs> it was important to the plot so in this good. movie. <laughs> so was it, it was an Iron Man 2 as well. <laughs> Iron Man 2 could have been two shorter movies completely separate from each other and unconnected. So, wait, Charlie, <laughs> so Charlie you enjoyed S.H.I.E.L.D. in this. Uh, I, I didn't mind it. So you, <laughs> wait, you no, wouldn't no, no, no. have preferred that they just found the Tesseract in Tony Stark's basement and started things off <laughs> that way, the way you wanted Iron Man 2 to run? Yeah, like, yes. I want them all to meet out of pure coincidence. Oh, hey, you were uh, visiting New York, too. Yes, I was. You wouldn't even settle for like a different, like real government agency or something. <laughs> like it's the Department of Interior somehow responsible for the Tesseract. <laughs> it's actually the Bureau of Land Management because they found it on the range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's one. Minerals and something service, right? The, pe- the people who do the oil licenses and, and yeah, the USG. Yeah. U.S. Geological Survey, yeah. I was thinking of the ones who were uh, involved in that scandal with the, the lobbyists, where, where I think this was during the Obama years, or maybe the Bush years, where they were the people who were the regulators were uh, having sex with the people they were supposed to be regulating. Yeah, I vaguely remember this. Oh. Sorry, sorry, getting us off track. Gonna have to look that up now. So, I guess a quick question about the start but of the back movie. to the Bureau yeah. of Shield Management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, did did they really need a flying carrier? I mean, by the end of the movie, it was just a floating carrier anyway. Could have just started with that and ended with it, and went with it all the way through in the middle as well. Did it actually hit the bottom? I thought they got it back up. Did they? thought that was the whole point of what Iron Man was doing. Yeah, he gets in the turbine and spins, spins the, spins it back up. So is Doug like remembering a scene where he thinks that it crashed? Well, I remember it was, it was <laughs> going to crash and it had a bit of difficulty keeping my attention. Oh, okay. You didn't like the movie, Doug? Uh, it had its pros and its cons. Was the con that it didn't have enough shield? Pretty much. 
Insufficient <laughs> shield. <laughs> Insufficient shield. <laughs> Requires more shield. <laughs> Captain America I mean, 5. Insufficient shield. <laughs> I, I did appreciate that for the most part, the bad guys were also shield, though. Oh, what do you mean? What? Well, I mean, except for the head bad guy, Loki, all the henchmen were like repurposed shield agents, oh, right? Yeah. That had all been mind controlled or something? No, just a few of them were. Just the rest, of, oh, right? Because he has he has that conversation about how Shield has enemies all over the world, and then they were recruiting them with the magic stick. Oh, apparently, I really am bad at watching with this movie. Yeah, you're a real Charlie Wallace. <laughs> oh. Hey, you're the There's Charlie so of the episode. I'll take it. Getting those, those kind of like a lot to just hold the tension on that stuff. Yeah, I was curious. I'm trying to remember what happened at the after the credit scene in Thor. I was just confused when Loki showed up, and I thought there was already some connection between Stellan Skarsgård and Loki at that point, based on the post credit scene of Thor. Well, there was a connection, but there wasn't a physical connection. Oh, That's what okay. this movie about opening the doorway. That's why they were called in for with all the problems and the energy spikes or whatever it was. So when I first saw this movie in the theaters, I was basically like, oh, it's the Cosmic Cube. The Tesseract is one of those Kree Cosmic Cubes. And I think I made it all the way through at least this movie still thinking that. I think it was intended to be that at one point. Oh, really? And then they just sort of retconned it to be Infinity Stone Gem, whatever. Subsequently. So I shouldn't feel too bad about that one? No. Okay. What Infinity Stone is it? Uh, is that one space, maybe? I guess it would make sense because they're able to make like a goal from place to place, right? Like, it's like a wormhole. Uh, I think you're right. Let's see. What are they? Space, mind, time, horniness, uh, <laughs> power? <laughs> <laughs> Paul has that. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> one of them's reality, I think. That one's red? Soul. Yeah. There's a soul one, right? Yeah. Earth, oh, soul, yeah. wind, water, heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a chaos gem, I think. Yeah. Some, somebody called Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah, they pulled He's the, the Don Cheadle in this movie. Hmm? Don Cheadle, who's not in this movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, but no, He's they pulled the Don Cheadle on us. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a live-action Captain Planet with Don Cheadle? After the guy that got <laughs> bummed. It's more of a Terrence Howard than a Don Cheadle. <laughs> okay, they Terrence How they Terrence Howard Edward Norton in this film. Yeah, they Terrence their Howards and they Ed their Nortons. <laughs> <laughs> they edited their Nortons out. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't fully edit them. They just made them more Edward. That's not gonna work. Never mind. <laughs> this is gonna be a nightmare to edit, isn't it? <laughs> like, like Edward, like onward and Edward. You know? Sounds like an anime. <laughs> yeah, actually. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. It's a Cowboy Bebop spinoff. <laughs> I'd watch it. Of, uh, <laughs> speaking of anime, you can get Radical Norton. You can get a. At least a few selections on VCD, and you can get okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! the movie. You know, <laughs> Cowboy I'd Bebop. Watch, uh, I'd watch an anime about Emperor Norton. I don't know about you. Emperor Norton. The, the San, San Francisco, Francisco guy. guy. Or the Penguin. The San Francisco guy. 
Emperor and... Norton. No. Male prostitute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what they should have called Deuce Bigelow. Deuce Bigelow. Male prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Yikes. Too bad Dan Aykroyd already took it. <laughs> All right, we should probably try and get back on track, guys. All right. All right. <laughs> Since we've discussed approximately nothing. <laughs> this always happens. I feel like I should stop <laughs> being here. <laughs> so it's kind of, um, it's almost hard to remember in retrospect just how big and how unusual a movie this was. In that you had all these stars of their own movies all came together like these you know either already big names or becoming big names and they were all in this movie as one big team up and the general feeling was that this probably couldn't really be done just because of the cost of like actors and things like that and that there was a worry that they would you know egos would flare up and stuff like that oh yeah yeah because this is yeah it wasn't really something we had seen before Right. Like we'd seen like team movies like X-Men and I guess Fantastic Four. But those tend to be like one or two stars and then a lot of like lesser characters, not as big name actors. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas here it was literally, you know, people who had headlined their own movies as these characters. It was a big deal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It, we kind of we kind of forget that now, I think, just how big a deal. Well, it now is. We're, we're just so used to yeah we're yeah we're definitely yeah really used to used to that but we're we're seasoned avengers the budget Um, apparently was 220 million dollars what the heck (laughs) that's but the worldwide gross was a billion and a half dollars so yes avengers takes the crown from spider-man 3 to become currently our highest grossing marvel movie wow it took until now to Dethroned Spider-Man 3? Yep, took five years. Seriously? Iron Man didn't do it? Iron Man did not do it. So, I mean, do you think... It's, it's been so long, and I don't remember the, the context of it at the time. Did this feel like a risk on the part of the studio to do this? Or were they pretty sure, like, yeah, this is going to make maybe not a billion dollars, but way more than how much we spend on it back? I think it was considered probably partly a risk because you're taking these actors who you know had been the stars of their own movies and now you're making them share screen time with all these other actors and so sometimes that can be you know a bit of a tough balancing act in addition to introducing a you know or essentially introducing new characters i mean hawkeye had a little bit to do in thor but you know he's obviously has a lot more in this movie i heard that apparently jeremy renner was disappointed that his character was spent most of this movie under mind control you know i didn't really get to be I was upset about that. I guess that's a good point. I mean, if you're trying to establish the character, having them not be themselves, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, why don't you just have a different villain or, you know what I mean, like create somebody, I guess. I don't... Is that, like, something that happens in the comics? Uh, Yeah, that's a kind of a comic book thing. So there's two basic comic book sort of tropes happening here. The first trope that we've just discussed is that we have good guys who become temporarily evil either because they're under some sort of mind control or they there's some duplicate that's been made of them or something like that. And the Hawkeye part, I think, is very squarely in that 
category. And then the other way is that you create some sort of misunderstanding where the good guys fight each other for a while before the misunderstanding is resolved. And that pretty clearly happens in this movie, too, with the Iron Man, Captain America, Thor fight. Right. Yeah. I I always found in general of whether like, you know, a sci-fi show or a comic, like I... I had always found from a young age, like the, the like, Oh, this guy is, is bad because of some sort of like supernatural thing or mind control. I was, I always never liked those episodes unless they were funny. Like if, <laughs> yeah, they, if yeah. they go weird and crazy, you know, like, like, like all those great TNG episodes where things get weird. Well, it's a way I think to introduce conflict with characters who otherwise wouldn't have conflict. Yeah. It's like, you can, and so it yeah, gives you an excuse sense. to do those sorts of like, well, who would win in a fight, Captain America or Iron Man sorts of things that, you know, adolescent boys want to, you know, always have conversations about and stuff. And, you know, I think of the case of Hawkeye, too. It's from a story standpoint, you've already got a lot of characters, right? And Hawkeye's going to be in there. So introducing more bad guys might be a little bit much. I mean, the movie does a good job of balancing giving all of the characters screen time. So I think it's actually kind of somewhat clever to put him on the other side temporarily so that there can yeah is that i'm saying so there can be some conflict but not have things get even more crowded than they are yeah i guess i i guess i forget that it's like comic book world and i'm just kind of like just believing that they exist and that they're all you know what i mean like the supernatural like i'm gonna take over your mind even like even though you're good i don't know at at first blush i just it turned me off a little bit. I was kind of like, oh, like, but but I also like Hawkeye, so you're gonna love it. Uh, Age of Ultron, then, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I just it, it's just yeah, it was just one of those things that I was kind of like, eh. so I can see why the the actor was was upset. But just to kind of go back to my point earlier a little bit about this kind of being a risk, just to sort of make it clear, Marvel had sold off the rights to their various characters. And part of the reason that the Avengers came about was because when Kevin Feige kind of came aboard, he realized that although Marvel had sold the rights to like uh, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men, they still had the rights to all the individual characters of the Avengers. And so the plan was always that if the movies were successful, then the dream would be to make an Avengers team-up movie. That is not the case for DC. Um, DC comics have basically, as far as reasonably recent movies go, have always been owned by Warner Brothers. They were never separated off. So in theory, Warner Brothers could have had a Justice League movie with Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, you know, these kind of people like all together. And they never did this. The closest that they got was in the late 90s, there was a some brief talk of doing a Batman versus Superman movie at that point that basically went nowhere. And it wasn't until the Avengers was really successful that Warner brothers was basically like, well, we want a piece of that sweet superhero um, action. And that's why they tried to do the different approach of essentially having the team up movie justice league first. And then the idea was they would split off into their own movies. But we'll talk about that in 20 years when we get to the DC. (laughs) (laughs) So this was not by any means a sure thing. And they potentially could have lost a lot of money just because of the amount of money they had to pay these actors and things. Right. Even though I'm sure like this team up movie was part of the contracts that they signed. Well, I was impressed by 
all of the actors. I thought they gave it 110%, especially um, Loki. The moment when he's in that like cage thing and he's screaming to the Black Widow, I was like, whoa. But then like the range to be like really funny and evil and like I just thought he was very entertaining and I enjoyed it. I know that uh, Doug's favorite part of the whole movie is in that sequence. I don't know if I would call it my favorite moment (laughs) because I mean, again, I hadn't seen the movie since it was, you know, first run in theaters. So I was just like, you know, sitting here like I'm actually enjoying this more than I expected that I would. So it wasn't just, you know, watching for the, the awful parts. Like, no, I, just uh, meant, I just meant that that's the moment when he calls her the C word, basically. He calls her the, uh, what I understand to be the British equivalent of a whiny hmm. Yeah, I wasn't calls her with a fueling hmm. Yeah, I seem to recall Joss Whedon saying he was proud of getting that through. Yeah, in an interview, I think. Which is like, uh, I mean... On the one hand, I get it, but on the other hand, I I feel like uh, we should be expecting more professionalism from him. Should we? Should we talk about Joss Whedon, Charlie? Yeah, why not? Did stuff come out about him, right? Uh, So it looks like around 2017, his ex-wife came out and said that basically he had been cheating on her a lot and basically being emotionally abusive and not a real feminist. He did a lot of talking the talk, but not walking the walk. It's not like Brian Singer levels here. No, it doesn't sound like that. Or uh, Brett Ratner. Wait, Brett Ratner, Brian Singer. What do you What do you mean for them? What? I mean, I know we talked a little bit about them being bad people before, but I don't think they had had a reputation for being feminists, though, had they? No, no, no. I just mean in terms of like bad behavior. Okay. Yeah, like, well, hi- hypocrisy, so- hypocrisy versus. Uh, Uh, criminal acts yeah (laughs) okay allegedly well so if i may get political here for just a moment no moving on (laughs) i mean you did ask for permission (laughs) and i was denied and so i said we're going to move on that's fine go ahead censorship exists (laughs) in the editing booth this will all be cut um so anyway Yes, those other directors are bad people, but I think the significance here is that unlike Joss Whedon, they did not have reputations for being all, you know, woke feminist types, which is why in the case of Joss Whedon, it was such a significantly bad thing because it basically showed us that, hey, here's what all those, you know, alt-right scumbags are saying about you know, woke liberal feminist men, you know, in his case, yeah, they were actually kind of on the nose, you know, the fake feminist type stuff. So, I mean, for me, at least, that's why it hits so much harder. It's so much more disappointing. Dr. Horrible's uh, sing-along blog and all that, too. Uh, the- <laughs> I haven't Hypocr- revisited that. In Hypocrisy worse than actual alleged crimes. Got it. <laughs> from a cultural a, standpoint a, uh, what's, yes what's because that? you've given you've you've shown the alt-right scumbags to be the correct ones have, and the woke liberals to be the fools even though the woke liberals had been sounding the alarm on joss whedon for a long time have they yes why did no one listen to them <laughs> uh, i think because they were women honestly this all sucks dude yeah like that is just 
I'm just the, you know, idiot media consumer guy. So I'm not really paying too much attention to that kind of stuff. The, the inside controversies. I, yeah, I just see it when it, you know, hits the main news. Yeah, that sucks. He's like, my friend says, you know what the worst thing about Bill Cosby is? Is the, you know, the hypocrisy. Oh, no, that's a Norm McDonald like, bit. really? The worst <laughs> thing? <laughs> it's literally a Norm bit, yeah. <laughs> All right, so back to the uh, movie. Charlie, what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, I mean, I think we should talk about Joss Whedon as a writer, though, and a director. I mean, so yeah, that all that stuff is pretty disappointing, and that came out you know, several years after this movie, but, uh, at least in the public eye, but no, just saying Josh Whedon is a very, has a very distinct style. Like once you've started watching a lot of his stuff, like I've seen almost all of Buffy and Dr. Horrible, things like that. So you can see his fingerprints all over this movie, especially with the dialogue, the line we already talked about, notwithstanding, <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of humor injected into this. I mean, the other movies, there certainly was, but I think here you kind of go up to another level with that. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I thought it did a really good job of, like, not being too, like, slap happy or anything like that. And they had a lot of, like, very quick one-liners. And, like, he, like, utilized the entire cast to kind of, like, have a good, like, an overall product. And then I, I thought it was really entertaining with all the, the fight scenes and things like that. I didn't think it was too much. At any point, I was like, I was, I was like, actually interested the entire time. I'm like, all right, this is this is pretty cool. The other nice thing about the fight scenes was, although they were a little kind of like that shaky camera um, look that was in vogue around that time, and it was kind of coming out of that. Yeah, but you know, still a little bit. It was like, even though it was kind of like that, like I didn't really have any trouble following the action. Like, yeah, it wasn't same. like I don't know what's happening at this point. Like I could always tell what it was, was going no on. gladiator. <laughs> Or like uh, Quantum of Solace. Like I, for me, that's like the gold standard, like that opening car chase where I just, I don't know what's happening. It's just like whip, pan, quick cut, quick cut. Yeah. What is yeah, I don't happening? Like that. Uh, there's still like a lot of cutting though during the action. It's no, not, there is, it's not my but, favorite. But like, I think way to shoot things. And I, I agree with that, right? I'm obviously it's not Mad Max Fury Road, but yeah. like it, but it's still, I think it's, it's comprehensible. Like you can follow it. Wait, what's the like, Fury oh, Road reference? Have you ever have you you've seen Mad Max Fury Road, right? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, like that's a movie where it's really easy to follow what's going on because of the way he shoots it. Oh, okay. Right, where he always has like the important thing sort of in the center of the frame. He's not really doing shaky cams or anything like that. Like he has cuts and stuff like that, but you know they make sense. It it's sort of the opposite of like Michael Bay, I think. Where Michael Bay does, you know, interesting action stuff, but that's a lot of like very quick cuts and it's more giving you like a, a, a feeling rather than actually being able to necessarily understand immediately what's going on. Whereas with George Miller, you can understand what's going on pretty easily. And I think uh, The Avengers is closer to that than like a Michael Bay movie or the or like Born Supremacy with um, um, is it Paul Greengrass who directed that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a Paul Greengrass film. So that's the one which uh, made Charlie have to leave the theater, isn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I, I can absolutely see where Wes is coming from, and that like, yeah, it's you know not the best of all things, but I don't I don't think by any means is it the worst. Is all I'm basically saying. I kind of give it credit for at least doing some interesting camera work, like 
sometimes doing like tilts on the camera, turning it upside down once yeah. or twice to kind of like make it a little bit uneasy when things were getting a little bit different. It wasn't as just by the book shot as I remember most Marvel movies I've ever seen being shot. Yeah. Although so. it also, there's a purpose. It's not like Battlefield Earth, where it just looks like the tripod's broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was just listening to that one. <laughs> a lot of Dutch angles for no reason. <laughs> but speaking of like the script, I thought the, um, the characters are sort of balanced pretty well. And that it, it doesn't really feel like it's, you know, Iron Man and also some other people or yeah. like... Captain America and also some other people, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is a Hulk movie, or you know, yeah. like yeah. even even it, Thor coming in later on, like you still feel like he gets enough screen time and has some really good. And even Hawkeye, once he like gets deprogrammed or whatever, right? Like gets stuff to do, like gets featured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even Pots. So one thing that I enjoyed when they had everybody together, um, like in they were like in a conference room or something like that. Captain America brings up multiple points that P other he's basically spot on. Like, hey, you know, I think we need to be a bit more concerned about what this Loki guy is up to. And other people are just like, oh, don't don't worry about it. You know, you know, you you, you don't know what you're talking about, old man. Yeah. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, greatest generation. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't quite um, have the same range. G.G. Allen over here. I enjoyed when when uh, Captain America just took charge in the battlefield. Oh and yeah, told people where they're going, <laughs> and they and they yeah, and they like and they, and they did, did it. It yeah. was like mm, yes. I was like it's like Captain America, more like General America. Mm-hmm. I was just like thinking it. I was like, I wish I had a Captain America to tell me what to do every day. <laughs> it would oh just God. make my day so much easier. I, <laughs> All right, just Paul, I need listen. you to focus on this task. You just got to listen to your heart, Paul. Before you start the next one. Just listen to your heart. He's in there. Yeah. Oh. Or just take or just take Adderall. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> He's done me. That, that might help. <laughs> so, so you're you're saying that as an NYPD officer, your first course of action maybe shouldn't be unload your clip at the aliens it's like you should really uh you know recognize that your weapon isn't going to do everything and that and and uh concentrate on uh, evacuation measures i just love that there's like a dozen guys all firing their guns up into the air it's and, and having no no visible effect of it yeah it was good also this is the movie where i understood that reference comes from I didn't quite catch it. What was he saying that in response to? Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, that's a... So, yeah, and then that's very easily memed. What was the the reference, Adam? Uh, Somebody talks to something involving Wizard of Oz, and somebody didn't know what he was talking about, and Captain America's like, I do. I I understood that reference. Oh, (laughs) gotcha. And so that meme comes from that. But what I didn't realize is that the... Robert Downey Jr. eye roll is that like a second before that? Oh yeah! Oh. Oh. Wow, so many so many good gifs came out of this. Movie. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of liked. I mean, Loki's whole plot there was basically just to distract them for a long period of time and make them fight. Right? I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Although I wasn't 
too sure about like what he was trying. I mean, he's just trying to make the Hulk into the Hulk. Like that was his big plan. Yeah. Wait, what is Loki's plan? Is his idea that if they're fighting, they won't team up to fight him? Is that the idea? I think he's trying to give Stellan Skarsgård time to set up the Tesseract device, right? I, that's all I could figure. Like, sure, there's like the general chaos of getting them to fight each other, but that's sort of va- like non-specific. So I think it's just he's buying time. The scene where everybody's in the room with the scepter and it's kind of you know getting them all on edge. I appreciated the sound design in that scene where they've got the kind of a, the the hum that you know gets louder and such to show you that oh yeah you know it's the scepter doing it. It wasn't terribly in your face, but it was very clearly noticeable. Just the right balance between overt and subtle. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it's not a lot of movies where I'm like, oh hey, I really like the sound design there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To provide a little bit of like the uh, counterpoint to the clever praise of like the most of the movie, the line where Captain America is like walking up to Loki in Germany or whatever, he's like, "Last time I was here, I didn't agree with the the guy in charge then, or like something like that." It was just like, "What are you? What are you talking? Like, what is that? Like, how could actually... you word that any worse?" Yeah, like, like the guy that was in charge the last time I was here. I, I, I couldn't uh, decide if I that didn't. was a if that was a Hitler reference or a Red Skull reference. Yeah, that's what we were thinking too. <laughs> and we're like, well, so just he didn't agree with Hitler. He's like, ah, I respectfully decline your uh, <laughs> your points on the Jews. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe he just hasn't gotten to that part of the history lesson yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. oh yeah i would i would <laughs> love to have been a fly on the wall when somebody explained to captain america how we won the war they glossed over hitler <laughs> we think so wow well i mean we know at least that uh he's disillusioned they do establish that at least in a couple of lines that he's not necessarily happy with what's gone on since he's been been iced <laughs> that doesn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got to drink it. Ice me. <laughs> I mean, hey, back, in, back in 2012, that was a real thing. <laughs> Being iced. Oh. I remember Steve Poop did that to me. Oh. Bros icing bros. Nope. Oh, it still happens. Yeah, no. I went, yeah, to, someone... I went to uh, Wes's Halloween party. Um, a few weeks back, Around and Halloween. one of his roommates iced me. Nice. He must work <laughs> for government. My, my, my friend iced me with a couple, like, 4th of July-themed, like, blue, you know, blue Raz America Berry uh, Smirnoff ices that he was iced with. And I ended the cycle, because they were delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my case, I think it was, like, a screwdriver, but I barely tasted it, because I was... Pretty much just did the, okay, open up the throat and pour it down. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go to work. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We have my lunch pail of ices. (laughs) If I drink it fast and then drive to work, I'll be sober. (laughs) 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 You gotta get to work before the buzz kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in this movie we got a lot of daytime CG. Yeah, that's, 
I think probably what's no most notable about it to me is that there's not a lot of darkness obscuring what's going on because I think they're pretty confident in the effects that they've done. Yeah, yeah, like when Nick Fury was like, "Is the sun coming up?" Then you know, then put it on the left or whatever that line was. I was yeah. like, I don't remember it being night. When was the night? Is the sun still the coming very up? Very beginning. I might have not been paying attention. Shield base. Oh, okay. I guess the the scene where they were in Germany uh, gouging out that guy's eyeball. Oh yeah, that was night. That was messed up. Yeah, I don't understand why. I don't think he really needed to to remove no. the guy's eye either. He just enjoyed it. Did it remove it? We assume so. Or did it just because it only showed an image of the front? Like, did it maybe just peel back his lid and mm-hmm. and get a good image of like the front half or you know most or just of the front half? Like uh, you know, I think there was definitely sound effects yeah. of like surgical noises, mm-hmm. and he was enjoying it way too much for it to just be a scan because <laughs> he's twisted. <laughs> I also wonder too if I mean they don't know Loki's a god at that point, right? So he just attacks the guy, and everybody runs screaming. <laughs> Nobody yeah. thinks to help, like the hundreds of people there. If only there was a good guy with a gun in that room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That seems to be what Charlie's advocating yeah. here. <laughs> so, so when he has them all kneel, all I could think to myself is, what is this gathering anyway? Is this like some sort of subcon thing? And they're all just <laughs> loving it? What? No, they're 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 terrified. <laughs> they're they're kneeling before Zod. <laughs> I was I was afraid for them, and I enjoyed the one guy who stood up. Captain America? Nope. The other old uh, older man. Uh, Ex Nazi. Well, we, we don't know if he was a Nazi. The hardworking immigrant, Immig- yeah. German American yeah. immigrant. The guy who would probably fought Wait, why is he American? with or against Captain because America he's, he's a winner. during the war. Because he's, because a, he's winner. a winner, Adam. That's why. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Obama. No, it's thanks, Merkel. <laughs> thanks, Merkel. I like that uh, Captain America said there was only one God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a character for him. I actually did like that line. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's a Christian. And then, and then Paul was like, eh, we don't know. It could be monotheist. <laughs> just, just general. He's, he's yeah. down with monotheist. <laughs> yeah. He's all about Captain the big America. three, you know. <laughs> Captain America is just after getting ice, he's now a nation of Islam. They're giving him the history lessons, and he's like, I really like this Farrakhan guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is like the second time Nation of Islam has come up very recently on the <laughs> podcast. You said Thor would be Nation of Islam. <laughs> that's okay. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't he be first reformed as Guardian? And Hawkeye is what? Snorch. Latter-day Saint? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's def- definitely out uh, You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. I can buy that, yeah. Black Widow's Eastern Orthodox. Of oh, course. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What's Iron Man? Atheist? <laughs> he's, he's like, just believes in himself? Mm. No, he's definitely, like, um, Buddhist, but the kind of Buddhist that allows you to, like, be as rich and obtain as many <laughs> material possessions as you want. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. He's, yeah, he's, he's like Peter Thiel Buddhist. Like, 
Is that, like, a, is that like the Buddhist version of like prosperity gospel? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the Joel Austin of the East. <laughs> the internet suggests Hawkeye is Catholic, at least in the comics. Something That's about a Catholic funeral. Like, he apparently he fakes his death in a miniseries or something. He does have a lot of guilt uh, he, about his actions when he's <laughs> not himself. Okay, I guess the real question is, do we ever see him drink? Hmm. Hmm. We see Thor drink. I don't we think I've seen him drink anything. Captain America drink. Seen, are you sure he's seen Iron Man drink? I've seen Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> Incredible <yeah>. kidney stones. <laughs> not drinking water at all. <laughs> yeah. He's just pissing he's rocks. <laughs> he might drink in the start of Age of Ultron. In that part okay. of scene. We'd have to watch. Well, we know we'll, have to rem- we'll have to remember that in 13 movies to watch for it. <laughs> well, let me put it in my, uh, my cloud storage notes. <laughs> He's actually right, doing this. These <laughs> in my secure off-site backup of future podcast things to remember to talk about. But yeah, I... I thought the CG was good. I didn't find like even the stuff where there's bodies flying around usually tends to be the worst. And I didn't have a problem with any of that either. So here's my question. Why does it matter? Cause you bring this up all the time and I'm not, it's never clear to me why it matters, whether the CG is good or not. Can I feel this one? No, only Charlie. Okay. What? Well, Charlie first. Well, it's, you don't think that the visuals of a movie matter. I mean, whether or no, not no, that's no, actually no, no, the no. shot. You don't, like, you don't get to answer the question with a question. <laughs> I can Statement answer that one, okay. Charlie. The visuals of a movie matter, whether or not it's the actual film or digital image or whatever, right? Or, you know, something that's computer generated after the fact. It's it's what we're but watching. They, it's But they matter how? Like, what does it mean that they matter? If it fits with the overall like motif of the movie, right? Like if you want something that's super cartoony, that's fine. You can have that sort of CG. If you want something that's ultra realistic and that fits with the way the movie is supposed to work, that go with that. If you have something that goes into the uncanny valley with the CG characters, that's usually not good. And so what happens when it's not good? It kind of takes you out of it. I mean, you, you watch it and you're like, Oh, this is, doesn't look, I mean, not necessarily realistic, but it doesn't doesn't add what's supposed to add to this scene. Like, I don't want, yeah, I really don't want to say, like, realistic, because that's not the, the standard here, or that's not necessarily what you're going for. And, you know, we shouldn't, like, crap on it for being really good at the time, but it looks horrible now either, but... Okay. It's more like if it matches the style to... Yeah. So it doesn't, like, kind of break the immersion uh, to some extent. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I, I can get I can get pulled out of a movie if it's just like all over the place. Mr. Fantastic turning into Wolverine is not something we want to see. That's not in the movie. <laughs> I know, but that's that's why it's not in the movie. You can't use that as your the example. producers also thought it was something we didn't want to see, which is why they didn't include that scene. <laughs> so, do you have a problem with um, movies like King Kong or Godzilla? Then no. <laughs> So that doesn't take you out of the movie? No, I don't think it does. I think it works with everything else that's going on in the, the movie and the effects that they have. You know, it's not that realistic is good and unrealistic is bad, but if like all of it looks fairly realistic except a couple scenes look really bad, then it would be inconsistent and therefore bad. 
and kind of yeah. take you out of it. Okay. So I'm not, yeah, I, I don't really have a good thesis statement on this because I haven't thought about it too much. But I mean, we can't not talk about CG. Well, it's just the Can, thing you always love to bring up, but it's I, I was, on, on reflection, it, it would be. I started to wonder what the point was. Oh yeah, yeah. If I'm watching a movie, I don't want the special effects to distract me from what's going on and remind me that oh, I'm watching a movie. You know, it breaks that. I don't want it to be something that breaks the suspension of disbelief. I don't know. It's. I feel like it's a really easy thing for us to compare as we go from go through the march. And now that the movies are tightening and getting closer together and bigger budget. And as we approach the singularity. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> there is getting to be like less difference, you know, probably even since like, you know, five or six years ago, it's been like, yeah, everything looks, you know, pretty much to modern standards almost to me. I, I mean, I guess it's hard without comparing it to, you know, like a 2019 Marvel movie versus, you know, a 2009 Marvel movie. But, but yeah, I feel like they're kind of converging in that, in that way. Whereas like some, some points in the March, there's just been like rapid change, rapid technological advancement in a short and short periods of time. So is it not enough to just get the idea across to just well, say, okay, I see what they're, what they're intending for me to see is happening. Well, I guess the more detail you add, the more intention you can get. You know, because, oh, okay, it's a big, crazy monster, but, oh, is it a big, crazy monster with, like, crazy little things all over itself that open up and have other crazy little things inside them? You know, like, if that's the artistic intention, then you need you need more visual fidelity to get that vision across. And the more technology you have, the more you can say with that. I mean, on some level, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I think this is just the sort of thing that we keep bringing up, but we haven't really ever examined why we keep bringing it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't really good. ever dug okay. into why we are why we want to talk about it every... What part of the alien monsters were cool as heck is hard for you? Because <laughs> they well, were cool as heck. Right, but they could be cool as heck and look, you know, like cartoons. Like they drawing. wouldn't be cool if that were the case, though. Wouldn't they be cool in a different way? Hmm. And if they were like Roger Rabbit style? Yeah. yeah. If, was like, if it was a bunch of Jessica Rabbit clones invading the Earth through a <laughs> space portal, or, I, I guess I'd be nice. down with that. Yeah, then why <laughs> like the, fighting them? Or like the, Jap- <laughs> like the Japanese horror movie House. I don't know if you've ever seen any of that. Does that have Hugh Laurie in it? No. Then I haven't seen it. That's the only house for me. We should probably move towards the end of the show. Does anyone else have any other things they wanted to touch on? HDS. HDS. Oh, yeah. My favorite part. I was going to mention that. (laughs) Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton making a little cameo there that I didn't remember at all as the security guard in the building that uh, the Hulk crashes through. Oh, such a great scene. Yeah, pretty good role. Like the role you would kind of expect that Stan was. Lee to have. Yeah. I actually at first thought it was Stan Lee. That was funny. It was that was one of my favorites. Yeah, he's naked. <laughs> oh, oh, the Hulk, not, not the not security guard. Yeah. <laughs> like, did we watch the same movie? <laughs> he gave him his, <laughs> the pants off his and the <laughs> 
No, it was that uh I, I forgot I was watching the, the movie that uh Wes gave to his friend, so <laughs> <laughs> Stan Lee's also in this movie. Oh yeah, at the very end. Yep. And he not doesn't onset. believe there are superheroes <laughs> in New York. <laughs> Anyone else in this movie? Uh cameo? Uh or before they were famous or something like that? No, I mean, most of the characters are, like, main characters. You don't get a lot of ancillary roles here. Yeah. Uh, I guess Powers Except Boo for, uh, is one of, the, uh, one of the World Council. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't tell. They're all obscured. And then uh, the the female World Council person is uh, Jenny Agater, who is a well-known British actress. She's in Logan's Run. Oh, she's wow. the she's the she's the girl in Logan's run. So, yeah, not a lot of cameos. We haven't quite gotten to the spot the community member parts <laughs> of the movies. <laughs> I should rewatch that show. It's a good show. It is. Oh, I thought it was interesting that they um, but they initially kept saying like, oh, phase two isn't ready yet. We need to save all the phase <laughs> two things. And I was like, oh, is this like a inside joke because this is the end of phase one of the marvel cinematic universe i thought that too and then it turned out phase two was like weapons and killing people i was like uh this is starting (laughs) to break down a bit phase two (laughs) murder (laughs) they didn't have a lot of confidence in their second slate of movies (laughs) they're like these are these are gonna go down like like missiles well yeah i mean especially if they thought uh if they weren't sure that this movie was a, you know, a slam dunk, you know, they were going off on, on the limb. I can see them doing kind of like the arrested development type, you know, like, yeah, well, phase two, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I did read that. Or I saw something Kevin Feige said that basically he was like, don't forget, like we were working on Avengers before Thor or Captain America had even come out. So we had no idea how audiences would react to those characters. Oh, yeah. So. All right, so I guess ultimately, what did you think of this movie? Would you send a nuclear weapon into the heart of it and destroy it and the surrounding area? Or would you try to deflect that nuclear missile into space and then maybe fall your way back into Earth? Yes, I'm asking how many team-ups would you give this movie? I will accept uh, alternate better things out of 10. Team-ups was the best I had. No, there's one thing I wanted to discuss before we get Oof. to this. Again. And uh, Brianna insist- insisted that I uh, I bring this up, but um, uh, this has what's probably the best of all the gag reels on any Marvel movie. Yeah, oh, the, the shawarma? No, 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 not the end post-quake, although we should talk about Although We didn't talk about the shawarma. That's a great I'm shocked scene. I forgot about the well, shawarma. You, you, all, you missed the after credit scene because you were... Oh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> you had an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the shawarma was a, apparently a really late addition. Like during the press um, tour or whatever you call it, press junket for the movie, they were like, we should add this in. That's why um, if you watch, um, Chris Evans is covering his chin up with his hand the whole time because he's been growing a beard for Snowpiercer. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, the post-credit scene is great, and also yeah, the first appearance of Thanos. Not that we know that that's Thanos yet, and it's not Josh Brolin. I but... thought it was just Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no. As I was as I was saying to Wes when we were watching it, um, I feel like this is the first movie that really got normies to stay to the end of the movie. Like we had after credit sequences in some of the other movies, but none of those really had the same cultural impact as the Avengers did. I think we've been on the trajectory though of it becoming more aware of like, oh, if it's a Marvel movie, you have to stay to the end. Cause your I mean, really, cool. once they move them to the post, you know, special credits and not like actually after the every gaffer and best boy and, you know, and state of Indiana, I think that's how you really got a lot of people. Um, but I think I, I think they started just doing two, right? Kind of like this one where they had the one after the sort of main credits and then they had the one at the very end. I, feel like every marvel movie has one at the very end until or every mcu movie rather has one at the very end until endgame oh huh well i guess i'm uh probably too i was probably spoiler. too much of a normie to know that spoiler alert can you guys stop saying normie i Why? i, I, I never say normie <laughs> <laughs> just makes me think I, you're all Fans of Just like I never kids. say BYU Utah. I was using it in context of a conversation. <laughs> Always call it BYU Provo. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but as I was saying, we're not talking I'm not talking about end credits, I'm talking about like outtakes, gag reels. Um and I think the Avengers probably has the best of any of the MCU ones. All right, so how many team ups, or did anyone have any better than team ups? Shwarmas? About shwar- yeah, shwarma raps or something. Shwarmas? Shwarmas. All right, then. I guess I'm asking how many shwarma raps out of 10 would you give this movie? Let's go reverse alphabetical. Uh, is that me? Yeah. All right. Um, I had a great time with this one. Thought it was a lot of fun. Feels like it really, uh, you know, it was one of our longer features, but I wasn't like, you know, normally I start to get antsy. I wasn't. I thought it had lots of great, engaging action scenes. Good amount of humor. You know, I liked uh, liked the chemistry of the cast. And, you know, and thinking of when it came out, it was it was really cool that it was like the first time that it had uh, ever really been done with these uh, franchises. I think I'm going to give this one uh, 8.5 shawarma wraps out of 10. Um, mostly because... Well, I guess just kind of comparing it to how much I enjoyed other movies, not really necessarily out of any specific points I could strike against it. Yeah, I think that's the best I got. I remember watching this movie years ago, probably 2013, and really enjoying it. And even though I didn't have a lot of context for the MCU at that point, not having any problem understanding what was going on. And I've enjoyed it even a little bit more now having seen all the Marvel movies previous to it. It, I don't know, it's really well put together. It's really well scripted. It's really well acted. And I think all the characters have almost even amount of screen time somehow. And just balancing He's winding up for the six. <laughs> and <laughs> just being able to balance all of that is pretty, pretty impressive. Too so much shield. It would, yeah, it would be a perfect 10 if not for shield. <laughs> so I, I'm so going to give it a, so six instead. <laughs> I'm going to give it nine shawarmas out of out of ten. Wow, it's Whoa, I really, score. I really enjoyed this movie. Definitely, a, it's a it's a fun one for sure. Uh, I would uh, I I would just say though for me the the 
like the quipping style of Joss Whedon is not really my thing, just in general. But the, I mean, the action and everything else that was kind of going on was uh, like, I mean, it was well acted. All the characters were generally decently likable. I would give it uh, seven shawarmas with a little thing of tzatziki sauce, just so <laughs> doesn't get too dry. I, I, I see you didn't go with the garlic sauce. Uh, that's, that's all right. That's... So yeah, so going into this thinking that I had seen it, and then watching it and going, nope, haven't seen this. Guess I have to pay attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. This sucks. <laughs> no memeing the whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie. <laughs> or maybe just a little memeing. <laughs> I actually got into it really quickly. Um, usually, I I thought that like the first part was a little slower, but then like obviously, much like any of these, the the second half is just full of a lot of action and stuff. But um, this really kept my attention. I I actually really enjoyed um, a lot of the dialogue and. Um, kind of the the um, the jokes that were kind of peppered throughout. Um, I'm going to give this one uh, nine shawarmas because uh, shawarma wrappers. Um, oh, just the wrappers, huh? Just the wrappers because I because <laughs> I enjoy shawarma so much that I've, I've actually eaten all of it. Um, have but you licked the wrappers? Have not licked the wrappers. Um, oh, must not have liked it though. No, but um. <laughs> Did you no, put I them just... in your mouth and just kind of pull them out slowly, <laughs> suck them off. Yeah, <laughs> both you got both tooth and lip on it. Like, yeah, <laughs> to get the heavies and the liquids. I love it. This is my favorite movie of all time now. <laughs> Better than Face Off. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna give it nine. <laughs> like, I really kind of wanted to not like this movie. You know. There were various things like the line that we mentioned earlier. There were a few things where, like, when when Agent Coulson dies, I'm like, I, I feel nothing. And like, uh, oh, well, a lot, of, a lot of people died. What's one more? But, the like, the pacing, wow. the, the quipping wasn't too bad for me compared to some other Joss Whedon stuff. Um, you know, and just, like, on it, just compared to everything, just on its own. I thought the quipping was acceptable in this movie in spite of myself, you know, like, like by the end of it, I just was really enjoying it. Really had a good time. Was thinking to myself, you know, just, it kind of transported me back like seven years ago to, you know, seeing it in the theaters and being like, yeah, really got my money's worth with this movie. So I'm going to give it uh, my first ever 8.5. Oh, I thought you're gearing up for a 10. (laughs) No, (laughs) It, it, yeah, well, I wasn't I mean, trying to set the bar low there at the beginning. Well, you know, maybe if I'd actually cared about Agent Coulson getting murked, you know, and like the stuff at the beginning where it's like, oh, they need to steal the MacGuffin. And then apparently they're stealing some other MacGuffin. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, it's all just kind of like stuff's they happening. Have to, they have to steal MacGuffins to work with the first MacGuffin. Yeah, right. It's like I don't, I don't really follow what's going on. I'm not sure I care. Whatever, stuff's happening. It's cool. You know, I didn't really pick up uh, until the second half. And 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 the cool thing about the second half is that it didn't get to be monotonous. It was like, hey, giant monsters, and they, oh, we've killed it. And now it's like, oh, oh boy, oh boy. Now there's even more. It did a good job of giving everybody decent you know, equal amounts of screen time. You, you never were like 
feeling like if you were a particular fan of one particular character that you were going to be really bummed out that you didn't get to see enough of them and unless you're a war machine fan what was he doing during the events of this film anyway don't know um yeah probably in some central asian country doing (laughs) government military stuff (laughs) venezuela (laughs) (laughs) no that's 2019 Wes. as i was sort of getting at kind of earlier on right um just trying to sort of recapture that feeling of just like wow we have the actual avengers in a movie like in some ways it's hard to remember that that was a really big deal back in the day um i enjoyed the movie a lot because partly just because of that of just that like wow factor and it's really it's put together really well um as we've all said like characters are balanced pretty well like everyone gets you know pretty good lines and stuff like that the infamous line is a bit cringy especially because i didn't remember that it was delivered to black widow and which kind of made it a little worse a little Um, worse and um i think the galaga joke is really stupid like we've talked a little bit about things that pull you out of the movie that pulls me out of the movie it's like he, he he would not be playing galaga like come on I think that's really dumb. Um, Adam's more of a Galaxian fan. Oh, one of one of those people, those Galaxian people. Sorry, had to had to pull people out of the podcast for a moment there. Sorry. And there was a moment uh, towards the middle where I was a little like, how much more of this movie is there? And I was like, oh, there's an hour left. All right, so that was kind of. Mm. But overall, I think it's a really good movie. Um, it's just not perfect. So that's why I'm going to give it uh, eight and a half shawarma wraps. So the half one is is one of Tony's licked wrappers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just reached over from him and kind of pulled it over to my side. Oh, and obviously there's not enough shield in this movie. There needs to be a lot more shield. So. Need, needs more head trauma as well. Like, like they should have called it Shield and the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> One scene of a guy getting cured by being beaten over the head wasn't enough. We needed more. That's right. Shield, Agents of Coulson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've seen the spinoff series. <laughs> Yeah, actually, maybe that's why Coulson's death didn't quite affect me as much this time around, because I know he's going to be in a TV show for quite a long time after this, <laughs> which is, it gets better, I guess. But anyway, so yeah, thanks for joining us on episode 36 of our Merry Marvel Movie March. Um, I I know that we said we were doing pretty well, but we're going to actually lose some ground here because we're going to move forward three weeks into the future. <laughs> To the end of May 2012, and we are going to cover a movie I have not seen. Ooh. And that is Men in Black 3. Oh. Oh. So another of our Marvel asterisk movies. <laughs> and what an asterisk it will be. <laughs> uh, I actually seem to remember people saying that it was actually okay. Oh, so it's better than two, probably. Uh, I believe that was pretty much universally. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. So enjoy yourselves in any way you see fit. And uh, I hope you'll join us on our next podcast. <laughs> I'm Adam Goveski. And I'm Charlie Walsh. And a very special thanks to our three, four, four. Yes, four. Are you mocking me? No. Wait, do we have <laughs> enough counting. guests to make up the Avengers? Because yeah. I had to do that at the beginning of the thing. <laughs> 
called bookending it. Adam. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say I'm Dr. Adam Gobeski. Oh, congrats. <laughs> You're not got really my, a doctor yet. I got my diploma in the mail. No That's take That's post-dated. <laughs> Don't change the subject. <laughs> well, thanks to our very, um, our very special and synergistic guests, uh, Doug Gobeski. Synergistic? Yeah, like they, they build a team. They're a good I, team. I had a fun time, like <laughs> always. Wes Richardson. Thanks for having me. Tony Huff. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. And Paul Wilcox. A, a rip roaring good time, as always. Good time. <laughs> Are you sure it's a pleasure, Wes? Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> was, it real, was it a real pleasure or just, just a pleasure? I didn't know if there was too much Becker talk. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website at GobeskiWalshReport.com. Hey everybody, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Just follow us at GW Report and like our page on Facebook, the Gobeski Wallace Report. And hey everybody, tune in to next episode where there's sure to be tons more hilarity that we know you'll enjoy. Hey everybody. I've ever met Wes. Have I? Have I? I've been on before, but uh, I don't know what you look like. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, you guys were together on Iron Man. Oh, Iron Man! I, I and and we're back together with Iron Man again. I, Aven, Avengers this, One, Iron Man again. This is my favorite of the Iron Man. Uh, the Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Man also has a nuke. So. That's a little the spoiler alert. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a spoiler review, right? This isn't spoiler-free. It's oh, is it? not long enough. What, Iron Giant? <laughs> of, of the Iron... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you of spoiling Iron, Iron Giant for me? <laughs> yes. Why would you do that? We're not here uh, to talk about that movie. I feel like after 20 years, the uh, prohibition's lifted. 20 years? Is that no, movie, I don't... I don't agree. I haven't seen it yet. Really? <laughs> That's how it works. If Doug has seen it, <laughs> as yeah. the sexiest one oh, of the guests, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess we we, we got. And see. as we've established, I, the I, one with the least exposure to pop culture. Yep, Iron Giant is 20 years old. Oh. In case you weren't feeling particularly old, so so it's legal now, is what you're saying. <laughs> it has been, yes, yes, but it can't quite drink. You <laughs> can't legal. take it to the bar. What does it mean when you say it's legal? <laughs> a person can't be legal or illegal. Check your privilege. <laughs> yeah. uh, is that why you haven't watched it yet, Doug? Is you're just waiting? <laughs> you're waiting for it to drink. <laughs> it's legal, but not legal enough. <laughs> That last year, oh, really. <laughs> waiting for it to get off its parents' insurance. <laughs> get away from the Cobra. Rent, rent a car, you know, yeah, that sort of stuff. Maybe run for president. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Just in a couple months. <laughs> and finally couple start months. watching the 84 films. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>